and welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows and the fuck me this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Hello and welcome back to episode 34 of Unleash Your Creative Magic. How are you doing my writerly friends? I hope you're all well and that the words have been flowing like a twig down the stream for you. Have you set yourself some writing goals to aim for over the coming months? I don't know who said this, but I was thinking about this a lot after I recorded the last episode about goals and how you can achieve them. But it goes something like, if your goals don't scare you, then they're not big enough. And (laughs) my writing goals give me palpitations at times, so they are definitely scary enough. And I fully intended recording this on a very special day. And you guessed right, it was publication day for my fifth book in my Detective Morgan Brooks series last week. Don't they come around fast? Unfortunately, I ran out of time, but I thought I'd share with you what happens on a publication day. And I know I've probably talked about this on an earlier podcast, so you'll have to forgive me if this one is similar. If I had the time, I'd go back and double check my earlier episodes, but my next deadline is racing towards me at the speed of light. And it's probably my age, and I would you believe it, but if your folic acid levels are low for a long period of your time, it can contribute to you getting dementia, God forbid. And how do I know this? I had my annual bloods done and the doctor rang me yesterday to tell me I needed a prescription for folic acid because mine was very low. Who knew? She also said that I needed vitamin B12 and that my cholesterol level is slightly raised. And when she asked me if it was my diet, I told her absolutely not because I'm always trying to eat healthy and I don't eat a lot of fried or fatty foods. Imagine my horror when the McDonald's drive through voice filled the car to ask what my order was. <laughs> she was on speakerphone. <laughs> that had to be one of my top 10 embarrassing moments. And I had to promise her that it was for my granddaughter, which it really was. But that's besides the point. Talk about being well and truly busted. It's a good job my doctor has a sense of humour because this set her off in a fit of giggles too. Anyway, back to how my publication day went. I got a text from my gorgeous editor Emily telling me if I received a package, this was on the Monday before, I wasn't to open it until today. So I was very good and I waited until the morning of publication day, even after staring at the box that was sitting on my windowsill for two whole days and not giving in to the temptation to take a peek. And inside it was the most lovely smelling diffuser and candle from the White Company, which is now sitting on my desk smelling divine as I'm recording this. So thank you, Emily, and to my fabulous publishers, Bookature. I'm really loving it. So I just counted up the books on my Amazon author page because I couldn't remember. And I'm terrible. <laughs> this just goes to prove that I need folic acid because I've talked about this as well. But... um. There were 19, including an anthology I wrote a short story for with my writing squad, The Right Romantics, and which we donate all the proceeds from Winter Tales, the title of the book, to charities. 
and we have donated to the Cystic Fibrosis Trust and the Teenage Cancer Trust. And this year, all the proceeds are going to both of them and also to breastcancernow.org in memory of the lovely Joe Bartlett's dear friend Danny, who was an amazing lady and sadly lost her fight to this terrible disease. And by the way, if you could see your way to buying a copy and supporting these vital worthwhile charities, it would be wonderful and I'll post a link to the book in the show notes. It's on Amazon and in Kindle Unlimited. So if you had that one I withdrew after my disastrous indie publishing attempt, then with this book it's my 20th that's been published. We won't count the couple sitting in the drawer, or the multiple rewrites of some of my books, which would take me to well over 30. On the lead up to publication day, I always get an email asking how many copies of books I'd like, and this is the really fun part. I love getting my box of paperbacks through the post and opening them. It's so exciting, no matter how many times I've done it. And last week I had an email from the head of marketing with a detailed plan of how Bookature are going to market the book. And let me tell you, they do an absolutely fabulous job. There is so much work that goes into it behind the scenes that you'd never imagine, or at least I didn't. So yesterday, I got an amazing email from one of my favourite cheerleaders and Booker Chew's publicity queen, Noelle Halton, telling me her detailed plan of action for today. Honestly, I was exhausted just reading it. So thank you, Noelle, you're the best. And she is also a bloody brilliant crime writer who has an amazing series of books published. And I'll put the links for, on for Noelle's books as well, because you have no idea what you're missing out on if you haven't read them. So the morning of publication day, because I'm really late recording this, I woke up early to take my granddaughter Gracie to school. She's in her first year at senior school and never fails to make me laugh. After I dropped her off, I went home to try and catch up with the social media side of things, which is always a bit of a challenge for me, considering I'm not the best at it. And then shock, horror, gasp, I drove around, picked up my daughters and mum, pinched my oldest daughter's Jessica's van, and then we went on a road trip to Blackpool. I kid you not, Blackpool in January is not for the faint-hearted. It's colder than you think. It usually rains, but today it was kind to us. And then we hit Primark because my 85-year-old mum is obsessed with it and sees it as her life's obligation to keep buying their £1 mascaras. And if you look into her handbags, of which she literally has hundreds, you'll find an assortment of mascaras and pink lipsticks, bless her. After this, I got to have a celebratory Starbucks, my all-time favourite, a blonde roast white mocha. Then we bought food and looked around before heading back to Barrow. Back about home, it was another frenzy catching up on social media and thanking all my gorgeous readers, the amazing bloggers and everyone else for their unfailing support. After tea was out of the way, I sat down in our demolition site of a living room that is freezing because we are having a window knocked out to make a doorway by the builders. And Steve suggested that we opened a bottle of champagne. And you know what? Even though I was knackered and would happily have fallen asleep on the chair, I thought, why the fuck not? It's not every day that you release a book out into the world. And to top it all off, when I checked my rankings on Amazon, I saw that it had actually hit the Amazon top 100 and was sitting very pretty at number 62. I'm not going to lie, I cried happy tears into my glass of fizz. It's only taken eight years of writing to get a top 100 on publication day. The moral of this story, never give up that dream, guys. If you keep on chasing it, you're going to make it happen. Because if I can do it, then you certainly can. Keep writing, keep believing in yourself and trust that you will make your goals your reality. So fast forward a few days later. I was supposed to record this on publication day 
but the champagne had finished me off and the, the number of hours in the day too. A while ago, I was asked by the brilliant Tom Ashton, who is a Barrow Library Project Outreach Officer and also a very talented author himself. Big shout out to Tom for organising this event because it showcases local talent from around Cumbria. And he'd asked if I would be willing to be interviewed in the library and then take part in a panel with the other writers from Cumbria. There's Zoshia Wand, M.W. Craven, Steve Wharton, Alan Cleaver, Amelia Lully, and it should be great fun. <coughs> Fingers crossed. I know I'm not the best when it comes to public speaking, but remember what I've told you in previous episodes. Sometimes you need to feel the fear, but do it anyway, especially if you want to grow as a writer or whatever your goals are says the woman who is terrified to do a Facebook or Instagram lives. Imagine my surprise when the lovely Cathy from the library told me at the end it had all been live streamed on the Facebook page. <laughs> it was a picture, I tell you. But after sitting outside the library in my car, wondering if I should turn around. Oops, flipping neck, sorry, I dropped my mic. I've got a new mic and I'm just trying it out. So, after wondering if I should turn around and drive away because I was panicking before it started... I forced myself to get out and knock on the library door. Now that library is like my safe haven. When I was a kid, I spent so many wonderful hours in there, reading and borrowing books. So whenever I walk inside, it gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling and brings back so many happy memories, which kind of calmed my nerves a lot and made me realise what an absolute honour it was to be here as a published author with copies of my own books on the shelves. It was pretty surreal, actually, and also wonderful. I was surprised when Tom said that they had sold all the tickets, which was also a nice surprise. And Tom's questions were brilliant. Some of them really made me think. And the audience questions were amazing too. By the time I was finished, I had thoroughly enjoyed myself and was very thankful that so many people had given up their Friday evening to come and listen to me talk. So thanks, Tom, if you're listening, for coming up with such a fab idea and bringing it to life. And I'll post the links to Tom's books in the show notes for you too. Now... Back to the actual nuts and bolts of writing. I'm at 55,500 words on my next book, which has been a solid couple of weeks working on it. My deadline is February the 10th, and I want it to come in around 75 to 80,000 words, which by my calculations, or my phone's calculations, because I'm rubbish at maths, it works out I need to write around 3,125 words a day, which is totally doable, a bit of pressure, but it's completely workable. And that's as long as I manage it over the next eight days or so. And then it'll give me two days to read over it and cry before I send it off to Emily, hoping that it's not an absolute mess. So I think that's it from me this week. I'm going to leave you all with lots of love and knuckle down to get my word count up enough so that I can type those two wonderful words the end. Whatever you're doing, take care. Have a productive week and get writing. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.